0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Mailbox Rogues Gallery podcast, the fortnightly podcast where we pluck out a figure from history and plonk him in our metaphorical
1: mailbox of rogues. My name's Birch. My name's Sean, and this week we're going to discuss a hero of mine and of yours and of many people's, Yes, Mr. Bruce Lee.
0: Mr. Bruce Lee or Lee Jun Fan.
1: No, no, not Lee Jun Fan, Bruce Lee. We're not doing two people in this episode. No,
0: no, no, no. Sean, that's his Chinese name. Ah, he's Chinese, was he? He was, yeah, ah, yeah.
1: I feel like I'm going to learn a lot in this episode. Okay, well, I mean, in honour of Bruce Lee, we mm. are, of course, recording this episode in a dojo.
0: Very nice dojo.
1: It's a lovely dojo, actually, yeah. And um, I've got a bit of a surprise for you, which I'm going to bring up a little bit later in the episode about the dojo, but Ooh. we'll we'll come back to that. I look forward to hearing it. Um, but let's start with talking about the man himself, Mr. Bruce Lee. So you say he's Chinese.
0: Yeah, from the information that I was gathering for, for this episode, what I gleamed from it is that he was Chinese.
1: Right, okay. So I know a few things about him. He was born in 1940, mm-hmm. the Year of the Dragon... That's hey, right. And he... also
0: the hour of the dragon, apparently.
1: The hour of the dragon? The dragon has an hour, does he?
0: The year and the hour.
1: Is that like the witching hour we have? They've got a dragon hour?
0: They've got a dragoning hour. That's a dragoning
1: right. hour between midnight and one in the morning.
0: Yeah, they keep dragging it out.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you say he's Chinese, but was he not born in San Francisco?
0: Yes, well, he he has some uh, interesting heritage, actually, when you look at it. I think his grandfather was German, and he was born in San Francisco. So he has he has roots... All across the globe, it seems.
1: Apart from China, oh, but his parents were Chinese. Yes, is that it? Okay, okay, this is falling into place. Mm. Okay, I'm starting to get this. Yeah, so it was his uh, mum was accompanying his father when he was doing an opera. Opera. I don't know why I said like that. An opera. An operetta. <laughs> he was yeah. doing an operetta.
0: Yeah, he was doing those up and down the country in like these working men's Chinese clubs. Chinese people, you know, after a after a hard day mining. Coal mining and whatever they mine. Yeah. They're just kind of there with a, like a, a pint. And then he come out. Pint and, of Bitter. Pint of Bitter. Down the
1: old working Chinese, Chinese man's opera club. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he was doing in San Francisco when his wife gave birth to a young Mr. What was he called? Bruce Lee. No, no, I know that. But what was his Chinese name? Lee Jun Fan. Lee Jun Fan. Which. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm a fan of Lee Jun Fan.
0: Oh! And it translates as return again,
1: because... Where's he been? He's only just been born.
0: Yeah, I know. A bit presumptuous of his mother,
1: I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, what does she what does, what does it mean? He's Where's he been, if he's only just been born?
0: Well, I think her thinking was that she'd like for him to go back to San Francisco at some point during his life. I think that was her thinking. Which, you know, he's barely been born a, a day and she's imposing all these these rules on him. It's like, you should go back here. It's just like, maybe I don't want to... Little baby Bruce Lee's like, maybe I don't want to come back.
1: Are you sure it doesn't mean return to China, where they're from, rather than San Francisco? No,
0: nah, because they knew that... Where they're on
1: holiday, basically.
0: Yeah, they knew that they were going back to, to China. It'd be a bit of a short-lived name. It's a bit like um, getting like a, a Rick and Morty tattoo. It's just like... A few years' time, that's it's going to have died down, the popularity of yeah. that show, so it's not going to have longevity. So by having a name like that, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't hold up.
1: I see what you mean. If your purpose in life is a return to China, and by the end of the holiday on which you were born, you have returned to China... Exactly. Well, you've fulfilled your whole life pretty quickly.
0: So that baby at the age of two weeks old, his existence is pointless. He's
1: peaked, he's plateaued. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's hit his high. Well, back in china where he did return to mm-hmm. he studied martial arts from the age of about 13 and then age 17 he returned again oh to san francisco the prophecy is complete exactly yeah so at that point he peaked in his life age 17 and that was basically because if he'd moved back any later than that he would have lost his american citizenship i think
0: i was reading as well apparently he got into quite a few uh, scraps yeah, when he, he was l- younger
1: he liked to tussle did he
0: he did he did like to tussle one tussle in particular, apparently, was with the son of a notorious Chinese triad. Oh yeah. And apparently, a police officer came round and said, "Right, he's been he's been fighting again with a with a with a triad this time." And you know, you know what that you know what those triads are like.
1: I know, in particular.
0: Yeah, exactly. We 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 all know what they're what they're like.
1: And his mum and dad, they come to the door and they go, "Oh, I've triad everything I have."
0: <laughs> exactly. And. Yeah, you know, so I'm sure that was maybe one of the factors in, in him going to America to escape the triads.
1: That's good enough reason to come to America, if you ask me. Hmm. Well, age 20, he set up a martial arts school. Now, if you were going to set up a school, what sort of school would you set up? Would it be martial arts or you'd go for something a bit different?
0: Hmm. I would, uh, not martial arts. I'd, I'd probably set up a school for marital arts.
1: Well, I don't know what that means.
0: The the art of marriage. I guess you could call it a registry office. <laughs>
1: Okay, I thought you were going to say like a marriage counsellor, but no, you're just going to marry people. All
0: that? No, you know, I could I could have it all under one roof. Maybe, you know, like one of the floors We actually get married, they go up a floor, have a bit of counselling before they get up in the out into the world. Maybe on the top floor I could uh, do some divorces.
1: Right, okay, just in case the other two business models don't work out.
0: No, exactly, yeah, you're, you've got to have a, a fallback plan. Yeah,
1: okay, I like this uh, tri-pronged attack you're going for. So... To be a marriage counsellor, you've got to have a lot of expertise. Now, um, I think you're quite qualified for that. You've actually been married seven times, haven't you?
0: Yep, seven beautiful marriages to seven average women.
1: Well, things about your situation, though, is that uh, you never had any counselling because all the women you married were quite elderly when you married. Weren't they? They were most of them in their 90s, if I recall.
0: They they were a few years older than me, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. And because you didn't really exactly have marital problems so much as um, each of them did die quite quickly after you married them, if I'm not mistaken. Well,
0: I mean, that was the problem.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not something you'd go to a marriage counsellor about, more like a mortician.
0: Well, I mean, we we did. Me and uh, uh, Dolores, the the second wife, uh, we we did go to a counsellor like for that very reason. I was just like... It doesn't It doesn't seem to be working out. And he said, well, what seems to be the problem? And I said,
1: doctor, she's on fucking death's door. I can see how that would cause a strain on your marriage.
0: And he couldn't do a single thing about
1: it. Mm. Like, they say these marriage counsellors like, help
0: strengthen a marriage,
1: but he, he couldn't do anything to, to prolong her life. Mm. Okay, so this is the sort of thing you'll be looking to address.
0: Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I just have to wonder if the vast sums of money that you've inherited from each of these women who have died once you've been written into their wills whether any of that vast sum is what you're sinking into this business you're setting up, this marriage counselling school.
0: Well, I mean, you know me, Sean, I wouldn't wish death on anyone. But it's a comfort to know that this money will be put to good use, you know, and I'm sure Dolores and, and the other six would would be happy to know that I'd be using this money to strengthen other people's relationships.
1: And when you say the other six, I mean, you obviously remember all their names. yeah. Just care to remind me, obviously I was best man at all of those weddings, but...
0: Yeah, well, you got Dolores.
1: You mentioned her, yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, one of them was called Gran. I know there was a few of them that would call her Gran. Um, well, they... I think there were a couple called Gran, actually. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's like a nickname that their grandchildren gave them.
0: Oh, right, yeah.
1: Well, I remember your first wife was Agnes.
0: Agnes, Agnes of course, Agnes, yeah, yeah, beautiful Agnes.
1: Then there was Dolores. Dolores. Where was Gertie? Was she four or five?
0: Gertie, oh Gertie with the one tooth. She was probably
1: fourth. She was the fourth. So we'd got and the f- uh, and before her, who was the, what was her name before her? She was the one. Oh. She had that wonderful cackle.
0: Oh yeah, a b- beautiful cackle that would terrify the children of the street.
1: Now was that Ethel or Edna?
0: That was uh, Ethna.
1: That was oh Ethna, yeah, because she was actually so she was your third, and then she was sister to your fifth, also called Dolores.
0: Yeah, well, it was it was her dying wish for me to marry her sister. I, w- I was a bit taken aback, but, you know, she typed it out there on her deathbed and signed it for me to, to marry her sister. I know her signature looks a bit different to how a lot of people remembered it, but you have to remember, I mean, she was on death's door at this point, and it, was, it was her last wish, and she was in the throes of death. But, you know, it's what she wanted.
1: And so, yeah, you married Dolores and that was your fifth. And then after that was, I think then it was Bernadette and Bernadito.
0: Bernadette and Bernadito, that's right.
1: So, yeah, that's it, all seven of them. Well, I mean, I I certainly wouldn't argue that the sheer number of marriages you've had would make you an expert. And I think that, you know, setting up a marriage counselling school is probably going to really, you can give back to the world. Exactly. You've gotten a lot financially and you can... Give back to the world, spiritually.
0: It's what those seven that you just mentioned would have wanted. Yeah. That I loved dearly.
1: So I think we should probably get back to Bruce Lee pretty quick. But just a side note, Mm. is there anybody that you're courting at the moment?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I don't want to kiss and tell, Sean. But, uh, you know, I I might have met a a, a foxy young thing the other day uh, down at the local bingo hall.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, say no more. Edwina. Oh, that's a lovely name.
0: Hmm. She's a she's an heiress, don't you know?
1: Oh, is she? Wow, that's quite a coincidence. Just like the last seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. I, maybe I have a type. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Some people do. Some yeah, people do.
0: Exactly.
1: Right. Let's get back to Bruce Lee. Yeah. Where we last talked about him, he was age twenty. He just set up his martial arts school. Do you know what he did next when he was twenty-two? Go on. He got circumcised.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's the logical next step, isn't it, after it, owning a martial arts school?
1: Move to America, set a martial arts school, get circumcised.
0: It's just living the
1: American dream. Absolutely. Well it was his father's wishes that he get circumcised. Really? Yeah, I've no idea why his <laughs> father would want that out of him. <laughs> <laughs> what kind
0: of like what kind of phone conversation would that be? It's just like So, uh you you're liking it in America? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's great. Cheers, Dad. Yeah, how's how's the uh, the martial arts school going? Oh, yes, it's going good, yes. It's doing pretty well, thanks. Uh, still got your foreskin? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what? Well, beg your pardon? How odd. Well, you know, he respects his parents, obviously. Well, it's
1: very important in a lot of Asian cultures, and I think that's probably the same for Chinese culture. Respect your elders.
0: Even if they want you to cut off a bit of your knob. Fair play. Has your dad ever asked you to do anything like that? What, cut off a bit of my knob? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yes, along those lines.
0: Um... He's never asked me to do anything with my knob.
1: Well, I'm very pleased to hear that. Let's get back to Bruce Lee. Okay. He was the first Kung Fu instructor to teach all races, not just... Chinese people. Oh, that's nice. And actually, uh, a lot of Kung Fu zealots were quite unhappy that he was teaching white people how to do uh, sacred martial art.
0: Well, that kind of goes back to when he was learning martial arts in China, because they didn't like the fact that he had uh, partly Western heritage.
1: Well, yeah, like you say, it was a German grandfather on his mother's side. So because he wasn't genealogically wise, he wasn't completely Chinese. Mm. So some people had a bit of a problem with that. Tried to get him kicked out of the dojo.
0: And of course, after running the dojo and getting his foreskin removed, he then moved on to really great things. He moved back to Hong Kong and did some films. And then he also made one of my favourites, Enter the Dragon. Great film. But sadly, just a very short amount of time before the film's release, he died.
1: Age 32. He's (laughs) a young man. He died after taking a painkiller and having a lie down, which is something I do all the time. Got me quite worried.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I don't take any medication anymore after hearing about that. Really? Nothing I, at all? I don't even take advice from doctors anymore.
1: Oh, wow. So, I mean, you've you stopped taking... Because you were on a lot of medication before. You've stopped taking all of that.
0: But that's all I was on. I, did, I, I didn't eat anything unless I had a tablet Stuff in it.
1: Right, okay. So, with Bruce Lee, though, it was quite a sudden death. Mm, no yeah, one was expecting it. No one. About to explode into mainstream cinema. Mm. Presumably, everybody thought he was at the, the height of his... Martial arts powers, obviously very fit. Yeah. So to just die suddenly, age 32, a lot of people really had a bit of a problem with the explanation that he'd just taken some painkillers and had to lie down. A lot of people kind of dreamt up all sorts of conspiracies about it.
0: There are quite a, a number of conspiracies uh, surrounding how he died. One of which that I found very strange was that the medication that he took was actually an aphrodisiac.
1: Right, that okay. That sent
0: him into, I guess, a, a horny rage.
1: A sexual frenzy.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he went to a, a prostitute.
1: Right, and then what happened? And then he got in a fight with a prostitute. And then, presumably what, she killed him in self-defence?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Right, that's a bit of a zany That is quite conspiracy. a mad
0: conspiracy. Yeah, I don't I know if say. there's
1: any credence to that. Because also, he was quite a powerful fighter. I'm not sure anybody could kill him. Even if it wasn't self-defence.
0: Exactly. I mean, if that was true, you'd be kind of like talking all around town like that. It's just like, oh, you know that Bruce Lee? He's not so tough. Yeah. I I beat him in a
1: fight. I killed him. I I killed him him.
0: So yeah, I think we can cross that one off the list as being bollocks.
1: Yeah. Another conspiracy was that some of these Kung Fu zealots who didn't like the fact that he was showing off this Chinese heritage, this martial art, this sacred art to the western culture the idea is that they took this very seriously and might have done him in to just shut him up to stop him doing it
0: well i mean back then everybody was kung fu fighting
1: so the song goes i mean
0: like those cats were fast as lightning and i i could i could see that like you wouldn't be able to see them coming
1: i think that conspiracy possibly a bit more likely Mm. they could have all these kung fu people could have ganged up on him
0: would have been like that uh, Seen in Kill Bill, almost.
1: And they have a great conspiracy about Bruce Lee's death. Uh, murdered by the Triads, because he wouldn't join them. Yes. Imagine that... having him at the end of a I mean,
0: they, they could rule the world. Exactly, The Triads.
1: Yeah. He could get past any bodyguard, kill any major world president.
0: And going back to when he was younger, and he, he fought the son of a notorious Triad, then he went to America. I mean, what could have set off that with the Triads wanting him? Is that the now older triad leader has his son and he goes into Bruce Lee's trailer when he's at one of his films. And the old triad goes, Oh, where is he? Which one is he? And he goes, That's him. That's the man. And then he goes, oh, and It's just like, You beat up my son.
1: Grabs him by the ear. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you have a fight with my son about 15, 20 years ago? He's like, Oh, yeah, probably.
1: And it's just like, I fought a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, That's just what I did back then. And now. And then he goes, oh, you go, you're going to come work for me now. Because they're famously a branch of the Italian mafia. The, the chi- triads, triads, yeah. yeah. You're going to come work for me now in the uh, Chinese-Italian Triads. And he's like, no.
1: Don't want to. I'm a film star. Or about to be.
0: It's like, you have not made me an offer that I couldn't refuse. You've made me an offer that I could refuse, but not one that I couldn't refuse.
1: Yeah. He's like... <laughs> he's spoken the- double negatives <laughs> a lot. It's kind of It's actually a cultural Chinese thing.
0: That's right. And he's like you rule the day that you (laughs) offend the triads.
1: Oh, he said, you you won't rule the day you didn't offend the triads. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And Bruce was like, what? And then then they just (laughs) walked out. And he was like, oh, fair enough. And, you know, if if he created that kind of tension there with the uh, Italian-Chinese triads, then they could very well be behind his death as well.
1: Mm, Okay, well, that's probably the most plausible one. Apart from... The final and most interesting conspiracy, Hmm. which is, of course, about the family curse. Yes. Now, this is nuts, isn't it? I mean...
0: It is bizarre. It is very weird. It has credence.
1: Yeah, well, would you like to just explain to our audience what happened to his son, Brandon Lee?
0: Well, his son, Brandon Lee, and I will actually preface this by saying that in the biopic about Bruce Lee, um, there's quite a metaphorical... Thing about him fighting his demons. Oh, yeah. And he's actually fighting an actual demon. And after fighting him in the film, the demon then walks over to his his son, Brandon, mm. who's like a, a baby at this point. And some people think of that as kind of predicting what happens to, to Brandon Lee. So basically, Brandon Lee is a film star and a martial artist in his own right.
1: Was a film star.
0: Yes. On the set of The Crow. He was going to be doing a scene which involved a gun, assuming that there was a gun with fake prop bullets in it. But sadly, the gun did not have prop bullets. It had, in fact, real bullets.
1: And ended up getting shot live on set in front of a camera.
0: That's right. And aged 32, the same as his father. Is that
1: right? No, I did not know that. That is true. Ah, How interesting. And if you read about it, the contrivances and twists and turns and coincidences that it took to get real bullets into that gun Mm. are quite bizarre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I believe that it was a a family curse. No. But fate really had to jump through some hoops to get those bullets in that gun. Mm. Still, they're fighting in heaven now.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully not each other.
1: Yeah, well, sparring. You know, they're doing it... They're play-fighting with each other in heaven.
0: Yeah, I guess. And, you know... He always said that he wanted to fight Muhammad Ali when he was alive.
1: Something that I say all the time as well.
0: Yeah, I'd, like particularly the last few years of Muhammad Ali's life, because I think I, I probably have quite a good chance then. Maybe not when he was in, in his prime. He'd have kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. But, you know, when he's a bit older and a bit doddery, I kind of think, I look at him on the TV and just think, you know, I could, I could probably take him.
1: Yeah, I think maybe you could. Or hmm. well, certainly the two of us could.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a shame he's dead. We'll never find out. Mm, yeah. What other old people
1: could we fight? Oh, there's just so many. Maybe we should save that for a bonus episode. We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. Do, we'll do like a bonus episode. People would like to fight. Old people would like to fight.
0: Yeah. We'll bring them here to this dojo. You know, the right environment for exactly. It. Yeah. And yeah, we'll just like start fighting them. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on someone who you'd necessarily think. Oh, yeah, well, what are you doing that for? That's cruel. Someone like Muhammad Ali, who was like a, a trained athlete in their time and then got old. Someone like that, so it doesn't seem like we're just beating up old people.
1: I mean, it would essentially still be that, but it wouldn't seem so much like that.
0: No, but I'd sleep better at night.
1: Okay. Let's pause the podcast and we can start working on a list of old people we'd like to fight.
0: Good idea. <laughs>
1: Right now, Birch, I mentioned at the start of the episode, I had a bit of a surprise for you about the dojo. Yeah. Now, look around. I mean, it's a lovely dojo, isn't it?
0: Well, we've already established it
1: is a beautiful dojo. It is. And how big would you say this is? I mean, what's this, about 500 square feet of dojo? It's got to be, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Well, the surprise is that this is my dojo. What? I was so inspired by my research on Bruce Lee that I've decided to become a martial arts expert and I have bought this dojo
0: that is incredible this this is a beautiful uh, bit of real estate you've got here sure. thank you
1: very much thank you very much i'm g- gonna turn it into a business I'm, I'm gonna turn it into a lifestyle for myself i'm really going to knuckle down and become a martial arts expert and kick the world's ass that's actually the slogan i've got above the door
0: oh that's good. kick the world's ass yeah. i like that so um I, I presume you've taken some like martial arts training before going all in and buying the dojo
1: uh no not really i just thought i'd learn on the job
0: Oh right. Oh
1: okay. I've had a few fights but I've not really um no, I've I've read a few books actually. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. I say books, audio books. I've read a few audio books about martial arts, but other than that, no, it's all gonna be a learn on the job kind of thing for me.
0: Right. Okay. Um so how, how how is this gonna be a job then? What what's what's gonna be the how are you gonna make your money from it?
1: Well, People come to me and pay me money to teach them how to be a martial artist.
0: Yeah, but the issue is you don't know martial arts yet. If you're learning on the job and people have, are, are coming to, to learn from you, do, do you see what I'm getting at?
1: Um, no, not really. No, I think it'll work out just fine. I mean, should I tell you about the, the training that I've had so far?
0: Yeah, yeah, go on.
1: So I've been eating nothing but raw eggs because I watched Rocky and he seems to do that. Mm. He's not a martial artist per se, no. but I think he's got the soul... Of a fighter, yeah, like I do. So nothing but raw eggs, punching a lot of meat. Oh yeah, like Rocky.
0: I noticed that actually just before we uh, we set up here, you were in the the we... the, the dojo canteen and you you were. You were furiously punching beef burgers.
1: Well, that's it. I punched one right out of your hand, didn't I? Well,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you were punching the raw ones, and I I was stood there making like myself a burger before we started, I was about to take a bite into it, and you punched it. You
1: punched it right out of your hand. Right
0: out of my hand. I was very annoyed.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. So, yeah, punching a lot of meat, lots of squats I've been doing. Um, I mainly do them, because I'm such a busy, busy guy, I mainly do them when I'm in bed, like when I wake up in the morning or before bed. So I just kind of like lie there on my back and that's how I do my... I just wiggle my legs around. And that's how I do those squats. And sometimes if I get really annoyed, I just stop punching my pillow.
0: Oh yeah, okay. And and that's the training that you've had so far.
1: That's most of the training I've had so far, yeah.
0: Right. I mean, you have got quite an aggressive streak. How much of this were you doing before you'd actually bought the, the dojo? Because I've seen you punch beef burgers before.
1: Mm, yeah. Um, really, the only thing that's new, I guess, would be the eggs right and I, I, there was one I have done a bit of ex, of other training i did it was a bit of a mix up though obviously I wanted to learn martial arts. I might have accidentally just spent four years doing a fine art degree at the university of warwick
0: okay <laughs> i can,
1: I'll be honest, I confuse martial arts with fine arts
0: yeah i mean i I can kind of see how you can confuse it with the the arts part, but i mean like the, the course that you took surely you you saw the Differences.
1: It took me. I'll be. I'm a bit embarrassed to say. It. it took me quite a while to figure out. I was two years into the course before I realised that I was on the wrong one. By that point, I'd sunk sixty thousand pounds into it in student loans alone. I mean, that just paid for the course, you know. Let alone moving to Warwick and living there for years. Hmm. So I thought I've invested so much. I'm just going to have to stick with this. And I saw it through. And I, I'm a better man for it. I'm not a better martial artist for it, though.
0: No. But, I mean, I, I noticed that the uh, the logo that you've got for the dojo is particularly great.
1: Exactly. I mean, kick the world's ass, that's the slogan, and beautiful logo there of just this, from outside of the frame, as it were, you've got this lovely foot swinging up into the arse of the world.
0: And, tell you what, because you're going to want to impress people by having your degree up on the wall. If you put the word martial just in between the fine... And the arts on your degree, just like it kind scribble of scribble it on. Just scribble it on. I don't think anyone would take a blind bit of notice. And it's like, wow, a fine martial arts degree. That's incredible. That's
1: the equivalent of black belt, basically. Yeah,
0: absolutely, for sure.
1: Well, see, I I can't fail.
0: No, exactly. Yeah, sign me up.
1: Okay, my first <laughs> customer. Perfect. Okay, you'll be punching beef burgers in no time. Oh, yes, can't wait. So I'll tell you about some of the opponents I've had so far. Yeah, go on. So I started and finished. I might say. A particularly good fight last weekend oh yeah so i was walking through the city center mm. i went past this bingo hall and there was this particularly nasty little woman outside who she was just like um i think she was trying to get a taxi or something and she was just yeah 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 making winding up the taxi driver he didn't want to he didn't want to go that far out of town she was going hey,
0: ordered this taxi yeah.
1: so i just right i just went up to her and i just said look shut your face yeah and i just sort of like started kicking her legs out i think her name was edwina well anyway i won't go in the details of exactly what i did but let's just say that i won that particular skirmish
0: oh she sounds like a snooty old cow
1: i know unbelievable
0: oh edwina uh that reminds me i best call uh my better half <laughs> give me
1: a sec Oh, um, yeah, she's called Edwina as well, isn't she? Yeah,
0: she's called Edwina as well. Yeah, she uh probably uh coming out of a bingo hall about this hour, actually. I might just catch her before she gets
1: home. She doesn't usually get a taxi home, does she? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it's a long old walk to hers, and I can't be driving her everywhere.
1: So, yeah, so she does usually get a taxi?
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I'll just catch her before she gets her lift. It's just ringing. Hello, my sweet. Oh, uh, Sharon. Hey, you right. how How's it, uh... How's it going? Sh- Sharon's, Sharon's her daughter. Right, okay. No, I was, I was just hoping to speak to Edwina. What do you mean she's in the hospital? Attacked? What? When did that happen? After her bingo? What, some lunatic just went up and started beating her up outside of the bingo hall? Hang on a minute, Sharon. This uh, this bingo hall, it wasn't uh, the one off uh, Stevenson Street by any chance, was it?
1: Mm. I'll be honest, I was half cut at the time. I'm not sure I remember exactly where it was. What, why? Why'd you ask?
0: I mean, this, this, this is a crazy notion, but I think my Edwina and your Edwina might be the, the same Edwina. Mm. I think you beat up my girlfriend and put her in the hospital.
1: Well, that doesn't sound like me, does it? I mean, it's usually you that does away with your wives. You haven't even married this one yet. Uh, do away with? Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that.
0: How dare you throw these accusations? Oh, wait, hold on, that reminds me. Sharon, how, how is she looking? Not good. Um, Sharon, her will, Edwina's will, do you know where that would be? Oh, right, she, she's made recent amendments to it. Okay. Now... Okay, I'll I'll help any way I can. Just send me the will. Send it to me just so I can read it, just to make sure. You know, be on the safe side. Um, I'll come visit her in hospital at some point. Um, But j- just be sure to send me that. You know where I live, don't you? Okay. You know, no, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. Okay. No, all the best, Sharon. Give her my love. Bye.
1: That's sweet. Do you get on well with Sharon?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah well, you know, it's... it's uh... as as good as uh, you could get on with with your girlfriend's daughter who's 30 years older than you. Mm, Fair enough. You've uh, (laughs) really done a number on her, apparently.
1: Listen, mate, if you'd have seen the way she was acting, you would have... And actually, once I've trained you, you'll have the tools to sort out people like that.
0: No, I mean, fair play to you. If
1: You're only just getting to know her. You don't know her like I do. I mean, as a fighter, you look into your combatant's eyes, you see a side of them that no one else ever can.
0: No, I mean fair play. If if she was acting up, then then I guess she had it coming. And I mean I hope that you can teach me to kind of do the things that you do someday.
1: Absolutely. Well, as my first pupil, I think I might make you my protege. I am honored. I am honoured. Sensei. Oh okay. I am honoured sensei. Thank you very much.
0: So there we have it, the life and times of Bruce Lee. I've certainly learnt a lot. Not just of the man himself, but a few kung fu moves.
1: Yeah, I, just during that last musical break, I kind of demonstrated a couple of moves on you, chokehold and things like that. So just to give you a bit of background on the man and the art form that he practised.
0: Absolutely. It's the gift that keeps on giving this podcast. And hopefully, listener, it's a gift that keeps on giving to you. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do let us know. You can reach us in a number of different ways. Get us on Twitter at MailboxRogues. We have a email account, mailboxroadsgallery at gmail.com.
1: You can catch us on Facebook, you can listen to us on YouTube and Podbean and iTunes. And Most importantly, if you do listen to us and you do enjoy it, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes, because that really helps.
0: Most importantly, a review.
1: I've got particular. a dojo to run. I need all the support I can get morally, so mm-hmm. those reviews really help.
0: Yep, definitely. So... We would love to hear from you. Maybe
1: we can answer some
0: questions. Maybe we can't. Maybe we can't. We're only men at the end of the day. We're
1: media men, but we're only men.
0: We're media men who spend a lot of our time now in a dojo.
1: Right, with that in mind, I just want to demonstrate this one last chokehold on you. So if you just... uh Hang on, I'm just going to do it.
0: Okay,
1: say goodbye, Birch. Goodbye, Birch. <laughs> toodles
0: everybody yeah, wants to